Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Omicron. Are your citizens asking too many questions? Do you need a handy distraction from an upcoming high-level pedophile ring trial? Do you need an explanation for why your mandated treatments are not working anywhere in the world? Well, look no further than Omicron. Omicron's been proven to reduce critical thinking by 74% while increasing irrational fear by threefold. It's available on any social media platform, any major television network station, any major newspaper, every major magazine. Again, that's Omicron. On to the pod. Welcome to episode 87 of the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. I'm your host, MP Snyders. I hope you're having a good weekend. It's still going on, isn't it? You still got a few more hours before you drag yourself to the office on Monday. Sit around the water cooler. Chit-chat about what's going on in your lives, in the world. Probably not the world, right? Avoid that. Avoid all the, the negative the negativity. Some guy brings up Omicron. Hey guys, did you hear about Omicron? This new variant out of Africa, huh? It it doesn't. The vaccines don't work. It kills children. It's really more transmissible. <clears throat> yeah, is it Omicron or is it Omicron? O M I C R O N. At any rate, it sounds like a Transformer villain from the 1986 uh, original film. Remember that shit? Orson Welles' last film. He didn't direct it. He was a voice actor. Orson Welles. He portrayed Unicron. Remember Unicron? Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Anybody else? 80s cartoons, movie, Transformers fans out there? No? Unicron? It was, dig this, it was a giant, it's a Transformer, right? But it was a planet. It wasn't a car. It wasn't a truck. It wasn't a jet fighter. It was a fucking planet. An imperialistic, planet-eating planet. It would just go around and consume other smaller planets. And at the end, it transformed into a humanoid form. Needless to say, it's pretty big floating out there in the solar system. And the Autobots and Decepticons, did they join together to fight this common foe? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think at this point the Decepticons were vanquished. I believe Megatron uh, did a deal with Unicron whereby he got his life back after a mutiny. And he became Galvatron. Remember that? Voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Does this ring a bell? Star-studded cast the 1986 Transformers movie. Star. I have already mentioned Orson Welles. Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron. Eric Idle as a Rekgar. You know you like yourself some some Eric Idle. And remember, this is the mid-80s. Who is going to portray Hot Rod, right? The sports car, cool transformer, who is actually the heir apparent to the matrix of leadership that nobody realizes it because he's too young and he's 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 off the, what is it? He's off the, uh, pla- out to pasture? What the fuck the word is? But he's a loose cannon, the Hot Rod. Who is he voiced by, mid-80s? Go with fucking Judd Nelson. That's who you go with in the mid-80s when you want a cool cat, 
right? You go with Judd Nelson. No, you're a genius because you can't make a lamp. That guy. <clears throat> what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, Omicron, Unicron, all sorts of cron. It's a Greek letter. I assume it's a Greek letter. The first uh, story I read uh, out of CNN, this is how incompetent these fucking propagandists are. They can't even spell. The first fucking story I read about Omicron, there's three different spellings for Omicron. This is CNN, right? These guys are supposed to be top of the food chain. You can't get a job at CNN if you don't know how to fucking spell. You're not going to do a spell check. You don't have fact checkers. You don't have editors. It's only CNN, right? First time in the fucking headline, they spelled it Ominicron, O-M-I-N-I-C-R-O-N. And then in the subhead, they spelled it Omnicron, O-M-N-I-C-R-O-N. And then in the actual story, they got the spelling right, Omicron, O-M-I-C-R-O-N. Now, I'm not a guy to make fun of somebody's spelling. You know, it's all symbols. I know what you meant, CNN. I'm not going to harp on you. I'm just saying if you're going to start peddling out this fear-mongering propaganda, get your fucking spelling right. You don't want people to question you, think you're a bunch of high school hacks putting this shit together. Nobody with any sense or integrity is fucking writing for these outlets. You do realize that, right? They don't even pay that much. Here's the uh, devil's bargain for these journalist douchebags that I was once one, is you don't get paid anything, but dig this. You get to see your name in print. Ooh, I'm important. All right? <laughs> Can't pay your fucking rent, but you can walk into the grocery store. You can point to the old, uh, I don't know, New York Times, Star Tribune, Des Moines Register, whatever fucking paper you're writing for, and you can see, hey, that's my name right there. That name? It says, by my name. I'm important. I don't. Who needs money when you got status like this? Hmm? <laughs> Doesn't we give a fuck about who wrote the story? When you write, when you read a newspaper article, do you really say to yourself, "Ooh, this Emily Johnson character must have her shit together"? Look at her writing. No, I don't fucking pay attention to that shit. If it's a literary magazine, maybe, maybe. But these dummies, these fucking dummies, it's getting annoying. Isn't it getting annoying? I miss the good old days when the propaganda was somewhat believable. Right? Yeah. You know, Walter Cronkite sitting up there talking all solemnly. He seemed believable, right? He seemed like he knew what was going on, even though he's just reading a teleprompter. That's the other thing. These news anchors, what the fuck do they do? They don't report anything. Nothing. They're not on the street. They're not hustling up interviews, walking through chambers of power, trying to hustle up some motherfucking FaceTime with some primary sources, getting to the bottom of this shit. No, they're showing up 30 minutes before airtime, sitting in a chair, getting makeup put on their fucking face. Here, can I put the makeup on? People won't trust you if they can see your potch marks. Here, makeup, we got to... We got okay. You, you look good. You got your suit on. Make sure your tie's adjusted. You look like a respectable person. Okay, good, good. You got your jaw squared away. Cool. Don't gain too much weight. Soft chin. Not believable. All right. Put him in the front of the fucking camera. All right. Give him the fucking words. Can you read? Can you read and read out loud at the same time? Oh my God. He's so talented. He's so fuck. Put him on every billboard in the city. This man can read teleprompters, and he's halfway photogenic he's a goddamn celebrity how does he do it <laughs> remember we watched like dan rather and fucking 
Brian Williams. Didn't Brian Williams get caught lying about being under uh, attack in a helicopter in a war zone? It turned out it was a total fabrication. These fucking guys are just shitty actors, aren't they? At the end of the day, they're basically third rate. Like, like let's say you're on SNL, right? You, it's the same thing. You're reading cue cards. But at least there's writing involved. There's performance. There's some creativity. These fucking news. How much longer is the news anchor paradigm going to last? Because any jackass with a camera and a YouTube channel and a green screen can replicate pretty much exactly what the fuck these empty suits are doing. You know what I mean? So how much longer are we going to like sit around a TV and go, let's listen to the, to the 55-year-old white guy tell us about what's going on in the world. He knows what's, he's got the inside scoop. How much longer is this paradigm going to last? I ask you. I ask you. Six years? Do you think it's closer to six years or 60 years? I'm going with six months. This shit is unraveling quickly. Who the fuck takes media seriously at this point? Are you paying attention to the latest fear-mongering round with the Omicron? Omicron. Um, here's what's funny to me. Like, they don't know anything about it. There's like four cases. There's four cases. They're like, they don't know much about it. All we know is that we should probably panic. That's all we know. Don't know how deadly it is. We're going to go ahead and assume it's super transmissible because of the mutations. And uh, just to play it safe, let's all go ahead and panic. <laughs> now is no time to not panic. So, uh they're gonna, we're going to fucking panic about this shit. And what's funny is that it's spreading throughout the world while there's a travel ban for unvaccinated people. So I don't know if you dabble in logic, but that means it's being spread by vaccinated people. And I believe that's kind of what the purpose of this variant is. Hey, uh, you know those vaccines we, we force you to take? Um <clears throat> funny story <laughs> they don't work anymore whoops it looks like we got a new strain um doesn't work at all um i'm still looking for the evidence that the initial vaccines worked um there's no evidence that they do no real world evidence positively correlated number of vaccines administered and caseloads you look country to country you look month to month it's all correlated I'm not saying the vaccines are causing an illness. You could be forgiven uh, for concluding that, looking at the data, but at the very least, it's not stopping, not even the alpha variant, not even the delta, none of this shit, let alone this omni, omnicron, right? So it's going to be the cover. They didn't have the omnicron variant. How the hell would they explain all these breakthrough cases that were initially so rare? Oh, there's these rare breakout breakthrough cases. Now, if you know anybody that works in healthcare, and most of you do, right? I mean, come on. You know a lot of people. You know a nurse or two. You might know a doctor. If you talk to them, they're all talking about hospitals are filling up with vaccinated folks. And it's not just COVID. It's heart attacks. It's strokes. It's aneurysms. It's a bunch of fucking shit. Overdoses. A whole lot of shit that healthcare workers are seeing. And they are afraid of saying shit because their own eyes, their own experience is telling them, oh my God, there's a lot of vaccinated people testing positive for COVID, even dying. And um, we're going to 
continue to toe the party line that this is some rare thing and that this is a, uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's not. It is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It appears we're looking at antibody-dependent enhancement. Oh, my God, what the fuck do those words mean? Antibody-dependent enhancement, or AID for short, A-D-E. Look it up. If you want to go down a rabbit hole that you probably should have gone down before you agreed to take this fucking gene therapy, you might might want to familiarize yourself with A-D-E. Antibody-dependent enhancement. Basically, your immune system gets specialized in looking for a very particular kind of spike protein on a uh, red blood cell, you know. It's the thing with the mRNA. It's not like it's the virus. It's uh, your blood cells are growing spike proteins, right? That way your immune system can be like, hey, hey, I know that that coat of armor when it sees it on a virus. Uh, Okay, okay. You don't need me to mansplain to you what the fuck. Uh, ADE. So why don't you go ahead and look that up on your own, on your free time. ADE, antibody dependent enhancement. Um, we're seeing a whole lot of that shit, apparently. Apparently, according to the three people with firsthand notice, notice, knowledge that I jabber at or listen to. Um, yeah, remember these, remember these wacky conspiracy theorists are like, they're never going to end, man. This lockdown, they're just going to keep coming up with variants, man. They're going to wait till everybody who's va- who wants the vaccine is vaccinated. They're going to roll out a new variant that's so they can prolong the lockdowns, man. They'll come up with some new vaccines, I'm telling you, right? In 2021, man, it's going to be COVID-21. Now, this summer, that seemed like horse shit, right? Summer of 2021 when caseloads were down, 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 down. And everything was opening up and it was all happy. Oh my God, the vaccines work. And um, now that fucking conspiracy theorist turns out he was right. Isn't that annoying? You're fucking, I don't know who it is in your life. It's always like one person removed from your immediate family. It's like your aunt's, your aunt's boyfriend or some shit, right? And you're like, yeah, okay, buddy. Sure. And then you look back and like every fucking thing that crazy bastard has said has come true. Remember when uh, vaccine mandates was like a wacky conspiracy theory? They're not going to mandate vaccines. That's authoritarianism. That's not going to happen. That happened. Like, There's going to be a vaccine passport, man. They're going to try to (laughs) make sure you can't travel all this shit. And that was wacky conspiracy theory. It was a wacky conspiracy theory that the fucking vaccines would lead to heart failure and lung clots and all that shit. And every fucking day there's another soccer player dropping dead. Um, it's fucking scary. And I don't want to be glib about this shit because it's, it's finally getting common enough that, um, yeah, I, I know people who have have um I don't want to fucking talk about it but I let's just say this fucking shit is hitting close to home with these vaccine so-called side effects there's no such thing as side effects okay that's a political word that's a nonsense it's a non-scientific word there are no side eff- there are no side causes and side effects in physics okay there's causes and there's effects 
You can label something a side. It's a side. We'll put a side in front of the word. That way it'll make it seem like it's not on purpose and we didn't see it coming. It's still a fucking effect. There's causes and effects. If you're going to have a cytotoxic spike in your fucking red blood cells, it's going to shh. You're going to act surprised when this shit happens. These women placentas are turning out all fucking weird. Talk to people in a... In a Birth, what do they call them? Birth wards? I don't know what the fuck they call them. You know, the people who, who help you have a child. The fun part of the hospital. The beautiful part of the hospital, right? The part where life is occurring. Life! You know, most hospitals, it's just a big, ugh, death. It's a death center. And then you got a little wing over there. It's the life center. Life is being born, right? The people working in there, they're like, these women's placentas are fucked up. And what's with all these stillbirths, right? What the fuck is up with all these stillbirths, you might have heard? Jesus Christ. The the darkest conspiracy theorists are like, you know, in five years, we're going to start noticing a bunch of people. Die. It's like, it's fucking five months. We're, barely, we're less than a year into this shit, and we're, we're noticing in our own lives people dropping fucking dead and unprecedented number of stillbirths and on our own television screens. These sports, these athletes who are kind of on the cutting edge of human exertion, right? If you want to look at a canary in the coal mine as far as the human cardiovascular system, you'd have to look at soccer players, right? You look at how many miles they run per game, it's pretty continuous. I know, basketball, there's a lot of running. Uh, football, a lot of explosions. Right? But if you look at soccer, basketball, most sports, the, um, the burden it puts on your cardiovascular system is not quite as much as you see in soccer. So we should expect soccer players being the canary in the coal, the canaries in the coal mine. But there is, if there is something afoot, it would first become noticeable there on the bleeding edge of human exertion. And that's exactly what we're seeing. It's exactly what we're seeing. There's been more soccer player deaths of cardiac arrest in the last, uh, was it four months or five months? Whatever one it is. Let's call it five months. Than in the previous five years. Again, it could be four. Four months versus the previous four years. Either way, the ratio is at least 12-fold. 12-fold increase. In cardiovascular deaths. The question is, obviously, the Pfizer-controlled media and social media isn't going to bang the drum on this and, and hit the red alert, right? They're not going to... So the we, we're going to have to get to the point where half the people you know are dropping dead before we admit, you know what? These vaccines, uh, this is a slow-motion holocaust. It's a slow-motion holocaust. It's going to go down as the biggest crime in human history. And we're kind of still in denial, right? We can be forgiven for being in denial at this point. The bodies haven't piled up. The bile, the bodies are in the process of piling up. And uh, without Omicron, it would be clear what the cause was. Antibody-dependent enhancement. But what's going to happen is these deaths will instead be blamed on Omicron. Um, Apparently, cold viruses, coronaviruses, lay dormant in your immune system. I didn't know this until recently. And uh, your immune system kind of suppresses them. I guess it's kind of like herpes. You know, like 80% of people have herpes, and usually it's 
it's uh, dormant, right? Same thing with coronaviruses. Now, what's interesting is whenever the body, the human body, is um, some uh, experiences traumatic events, <clears throat> these you know, the immune system is taxed. At these moments, the coronavirus. I'm talking the typical coronavirus, cold virus, what we used to call the cold. Those viruses will become uh, active or non-dormant. Now, what are the two most traumatic as far as your uh, on your body? Death, obviously, and um, giving birth. You know, giving birth is a huge tax on the on the human body. Uh, I believe only women can give birth, but and I'm, I'm controversial, so I'm just going to say women. I know men, some men can give birth, you know, you know. <laughs> but mostly women give birth. And what's interesting is 16% of women who, um, like prenatal, will test negative for any coronavirus. And 16% of those same women will test positive for coronavirus postnatal. Okay? This is typical coronavirus, typical cold viruses. This is pre-COVID. Get COVID shit out of your head. Just in general, for all of history, 16% of women are, I don't have a cold. I don't test positive for the coronavirus. Go in. Um, they blow a eight-pound human out of their vagina, which I'm told is very taxing on the body and the immune system. 16% of these women will then test positive for a coronavirus postnatal and it's not because they got sick during that time it's because those viruses were already lying dormant in their bodies now that's true for birth but it's also true for death so pre-covid every single human being that went through a you know a drawn out death you know if you're gonna die in a fucking helicopter crash you're not gonna your body's not gonna test positive for coronavirus but if you're fighting off a sickness and you slowly but surely die of old age cancer whatever the fuck it is about 16 percent of the time you're gonna test positive for corona cold virus now pre-covid nobody gave a fuck about testing you for the cold virus right it's the cold who gives a fuck he just died of stage four lung cancer we don't need to test if he also happened to get the coronavirus on his way out the door but once there was a financial incentive for hospitals to find positive cases of coronavirus, any coronavirus, by the way, they didn't even need a test. They just need to assume coronavirus was somehow involved. They'd get a $39,000 check from Medicaid. Okay, that was a financial incentive for hospitals. And, of course, 16% of any death, of all deaths, you're going to find coronavirus. So this was what was used to inflate the numbers. This is a fucking wind... We are Don Quixote fighting windmills here. This thing is the fucking cold. It's the cold. It should be clear by now it's the cold. People get it. We're not even worried about them getting sick, let alone dying. It's all in the news, man. It's all... If there was no social media or media coverage of it, you would not notice it in your day-to-day -day life. You might say to yourself, well, I've noticed a few more heart attacks. I've noticed a few more overdoses. I've noticed a few more suicides. And I've noticed a few more um, illnesses because people are fucking stressed, depressed, anxious, and staying inside a lot. So sure, there might be... But there's not a fucking black plague going around like we were told there was going to be. So this narrative is fucking crumbling. I would argue it's already crumbled. Another red flag. The overemphasis on vaccination status. Now, obviously, the point of the vaccine is to prevent you from getting the disease, from contracting the virus. Um, 
sure, if the vaccines work, it's pretty good chances you don't have the virus if you're vaccinated. But at the end of the day, what matters more than anything is do you have the virus or not? Because if you do, you can spread it. It doesn't matter what your vaccination status is. If you have the virus, you can spread it, right? Well, if the goal here is to prevent transmission, obviously the biggest factor we would look at would be do you have the virus, i.e. testing. There'd be a greater emphasis placed on testing. There's plenty of cheap rapid tests. There's plenty of untapped potential we have with testing that we're just for some reason ignoring and focusing only on vaccination status, which is clearly irrational. For example, in New York City, there's a vaccination requirement to go into bars, restaurants, pretty much anywhere. Let's say we have two hypothetical drinking buddies, Bill and Bob. Let's say Bill is unvaccinated, but he doesn't have the virus. Obviously, it's impossible for him to spread a virus he doesn't have right? And let's say his buddy Bob is vaccinated, but let's say he's one of those so-called rare breakthrough cases and he does have the virus. Maybe he's even asymptomatic, but he has the virus and therefore can spread the virus. As the law is written, Bob is allowed to go wherever he wants in New York City based on his vaccination status alone, while Bill, who does not have the virus, and any test would verify, could verify this, he's still not allowed to go anywhere based on his vaccination status. Now, if vaccinations work, obviously there's going to be a correlation, right? If you're vaccinated, it's less likely you're going to have the virus. But still, the emphasis should be placed on testing folks. Again, if preventing transmission is the goal. But it's all about vaccination status, right? The Biden mandate that OSHA is not implementing yet. The court has ruled against it, right? But even Biden's mandate required businesses to either require vaccines or test. Why or test? That should be the only requirement is testing. Testing is the key. It doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or not. If you have the virus, you can spread it, right? And if you don't have the virus, you can't spread it. This is clearly illogical. The emphasis on vaccination status is evidence of an ulterior motive that is not related to public health. An honest uh, attempt to promote public health and to prevent the transmission of a virus would obviously entail aggressive testing. And that would be the be-all, end-all that would decide whether or not you can get on that plane, whether or not you could go inside of that arena. But we're not emphasizing testing. It's crazy. It's Looney Tunes. <sighs> right? Are we sick of talking about I'm sick of fucking talking. You know, I went into this podcast, but I'm not going to talk about the goddamn omnivirus, whatever the fuck it's called. Omni, Omnicron. Look, we're, we're 27 minutes in, and I've talked about nothing other than the goddamn Omnicron. By the way, we don't even test for variants. That's the other red flag. The Delta's been around for over a year, and when you get tested for COVID, they don't tell you, hey, uh, you tested negative for the Alpha, but uh, you tested positive for the Delta. None of that. It's either you have it or not. These variants are discovered, and then it's just assumed that X amount of cases might maybe be the variant, but there's no testing for the specific variant. 
I'm not saying variants don't exist, right? I'm not saying they haven't found a, a version of the virus that has 30 mutations on the spike protein. That, that's perfectly possible. But what I'm saying is at the testing level, none of these testing, none of these statistics are, they're not measuring uh, which variant, if any variant it is. It's all just a narrative. It's all horseshit, basically. None of it adds up. At any point, none of it made sense. Curfews, for all they had curfews, right? They were shutting down uh, grocery stores and businesses, even essential businesses at a certain time. Remember that's at the beginning? Thereby forcing people to flock to the store in a narrower uh, window, narrow, narrow, narrower time window, time frame. You know what I'm trying to say. You know, in other words, when you shorten hours, you're going to have more people in the building at a given time. If you spread out the hours, in fact, you could lengthen the hours and spread out the foot traffic and the number of employees necessary. You could do that. Clearly, it didn't make sense, right? Remember for a a while there, Walmart and Home Depot, they would close down one side of the exited entrance and force everybody to go in and leave the same the same side of the building. It, again, didn't make any sense. Um, the premise was that it's to stop the spread, but how does stopping this, how does stopping one exit and forcing more people into one area stop the spread? It doesn't stop the spread. Very, very few of these lockdown measures logically would, would stop for transmission of a disease, right? Again, it's the emperor wears no clothes thing. Why is it this? <laughs> I don't know how we're falling for this. But again, the emphasis on vaccination status as opposed to whether or not you have the actual virus, bit of a red flag, bit of a red flag. Uh, but uh, let's move on to something a little a little lighter, shall we? A little lighter fare? You guys see the Rittenhouse verdict? You remember the Rittenhouse case? <laughs> Was it every fucking news outlet you couldn't you couldn't miss it you couldn't avoid the Rittenhouse trial and last time I jabbered at you was what two weeks ago and I told you what did I tell you I said uh, this guy's gonna be found not guilty because he's clearly not guilty like there's actual video right and that's what I said and, and a lot of people I'm not the only one who said that it seemed pretty obvious I think that he was not guilty and would be found as such but where I, where I lost some of you, uh, I said, there's not going to be any riots. Not only is he going to be found not guilty, nobody's going to riot, right? And what happened? He got found not guilty, and to my knowledge, no riots. I know a couple of the white towns like Portland, Oregon may have rioted, but in Philly, ain't... <laughs> I told, why the fuck would black folks get upset about this? I don't, I don't get that. And by the way, Kyle Rittenhouse... I think he's black. Have you seen him? Have you looked at Kyle Rittenhouse? Have you seen his mother? This kid is—he looks like Babe Ruth. He looks like a seventeen-year-old Babe Ruth. You—you you remember Babe Ruth, right? He was the uh, the first black major league baseball player. He—I <laughs> don't know if you're familiar with this, but there was an open secret at one point that Babe Ruth was part black. You know, he had fair skin, good hair. He passed as white, right? And at that during those times. Back in the day, you couldn't play in the major leagues if you had too much melanin. If you were black, they, you had to play in the Negro Leagues. Uh, they named their leagues. I, that's not my word. But that's where you'd have to play if you were not white. 
I guess, or at least if you were black. I'm not sure if you were like Native American, if you had a choice, or if they're just like, get the fuck out of here, you can't play baseball, period. It was a different time. But at any rate, Babe Ruth was, uh, I mean, there were so many rumors that he was part black. Ty Cobb, legendary asshole, refused to uh, be his roommate, refused to stay in the same hotel as Babe Ruth. He says, I'm not going to room with that N, except he didn't say N. Obviously, he said he said the actual word. So Babe Ruth was uh, was not white, and clearly uh, Rittenhouse, who looks just like a young version of Babe Ruth, clearly not white either. Now I'm being facetious. I'm, I say he's black. Maybe he's not black. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But I looked into it. Apparently, I'm seeing some reporting that he's Hispanic. You know, just because your last name is Rittenhouse, arguably the whitest name ever, uh, just because your last name, you know. Your mother could be any number of things, and apparently she was, because this guy is Hispanic, and he was supposed to be the white supremacist. It didn't make any goddamn sense. What I'm trying to say is, um, um, I told you so. I don't mind saying I told you so, right? Because <laughs> it seemed outlandish at the time. What you're saying, Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy that all everybody's telling me is a white supremacist. You tell me he's going to get let off. Not only is he going to get let off, but there's going to be no riots. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You are you are one weird cat there, Matt. You are one strange breed of cat. <laughs> oh, man. Now it's just making me a more and more smug bastard. And you, I guess there could have been riots I wasn't aware of. I'm just, I'm just saying here in Philly... I wasn't aware of any any rioting on protesting Kyle Rittenhouse's. He was a he was a Hispanic kid who, who shot a couple white guys who were attacking him. Right, that's, that's what I saw. I don't know. I don't know. It's we're thirty four minutes in, thirty three minutes in. Um, I think that that covers enough, doesn't it? I think I've worn out my welcome. Shall uh, shall we get to our weekends? Should we get to our respective weeks? That we shall. I'll try not to take another week off. I'll try to jabber at you again next weekend. Um, I know I took a week off with the with the Thanksgiving, with the Thanksgivings, and some other shenanigans that I may talk about at another point. But uh, so what do we cover today? We covered uh, Transformers, 1986 original movie starring Orson Welles, Leonard Nimoy, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle. We have discussed uh, the Omna. Are we saying it right? Ama. Omicron, the Omicron variant. And uh, what else did we talk about? The Rittenhouse verdict and, and news anchors, um, anchormen and anchorwomen. And that's all I got to say about that. So you guys have a good week and try to take care of yourself, right? Got to start somewhere. Might as well take care of yourself first. Look out for number one. Who's numero uno? Huh? Who's numero uno? You are. You are. <laughs> and then uh, you get that. Then I want you to take care of each other. Why not? Take care of yourself. What else are you going to do? Just sit around and be taken care of because you're, you're okay? Might as well pay it forward or backward. Okay, I'm jabbering. Let's get this over with. You guys have a great week. I'll speak to you next weekend. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. <laughs>